Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering Season 11, Episode 11, High Holidays, which originally aired on December 9th, 2003. Will this episode just make me hungry for a regular brownie? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside downer, it's Ryan Fansone. Hi, Curtis. I'm excited to holla on this day. Also with us today is our dealer, Bradley Kirkston. I have no idea where you came up with that name. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or bad thing, but I think it's the first name you've given me that I've actually been proud of you. So congratulations. Why on earth would that be a good thing? Under what context would that be a good thing? A casino dealer, a, Is that um, a super prestigious casino dealer job, uh, um, a arms dealer. A, what? Um, are you, uh, are, to be clear, are you proud of me because you really like the idea of having that title or because it's the first title you've actually agreed uh, makes you look bad? No, not even just that. I think it's the first time where you were funny ever <laughs> in the history of your life. Um, but no, but I also know that when people think of me, they think that guy could be an arms dealer. Can I finish introducing the people on this show? Fine. Is there another, is there another arms dealer? i that i i can't say for sure also with us a very special guest no it's not another one of my brothers it's my brother ethan's fiance it's hannah ratoon hi welcome to the show thank you so much i'm not a dealer of any kind i'm just putting that out there now (laughs) oh i think are you are you in the right place this is a this is a call for dealers now i'm just jelly because she got a way better introduction than me and ryan did yeah Yeah. this was flummoxed you actually seemed excited for her, where the two of us are like, okay, these morons I have to talk to every week. You've accurately expressed it. Hannah, I don't know you very well. Uh, did he say your last name right? He has a history of getting people's names wrong. He nailed it. It was perfect. That's good. You'd be surprised to learn he messed up his own name. I sent her a voice message the other day to confirm that I had it right. <laughs> I wasn't going to put you on blast, Kurt, but... I deserve to be on blast. Yeah, this is a show. The whole point of this show is to put Kurt on blast. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. No one calls him Kurt. Yeah, I think that's the first time Ryan, uh, Ryan's ever called me Kurt. Every card you Kurt. <laughs> Talking to my mom, and she's like, don't you have that podcast with Ryan and Kurt? I said, do not call him that. Do not call him that. <laughs> I was, and don't you dare call me Bradley, Mom. You know my name's Brad. <laughs> well, she calls me Brad sometimes. No, she calls me Brad. I was like, you named me. Don't call me Brad. You named me Bradley. <laughs> Well, Hannah, I, I want to ask you a little bit about your relationship to the show, Frasier. You know, how you came about uh, watching it, uh, what it means to you, uh, why you're a fan, if you're a fan. Have you ever even seen the show, Frasier? Frontways, yes. I have. Ew. <laughs> I have watched Frasier Frontways. The way that it happened was that Ethan, Curtis's brother, my fiance, introduced me to Frasier because I had, we were swapping our our favorite shows, but we didn't want to force the other person to sit through every episode of a show if they weren't enjoying it. So when I I introduced him to Gilmore Girls and chose my, my favorite episodes of each season, and that was of seven seasons, it was probably 18 episodes. So when Ethan introduced me to Frasier, picking out his favorite episodes from each season and that became 51 episodes <laughs> because there are 11 seasons and I, I typically I'm not a multi-cam sitcom kind of gal shows with audiences typically aren't for me uh, but I found that I wasn't noticing the the audience as much because I was laughing so hard and wow yeah i i just fell in love with it i fell in love with niles is what what happened is that because he's such a badass (laughs) (laughs) um as we saw in this episode yeah niles is a bad boy and um that's what got me hooked (laughs) no wonder you wanted to come on for this episode (laughs) (laughs) i do think fraser is the worst part of the show you're you're in the right place you are absolutely in the right place that is <laughs> if, if this backwards rewatch has taught us anything it is exactly that sentiment that fraser is the villain of the show fraser absolutely what an interesting trade you traded fraser for gilmore girls there's a certain balance to that because fraser has zero females and gilmore girls from what i understand is mostly females female people women yes women folks yeah <laughs> 
I think they call themselves girls. I don't know. I have not seen the show, but my sister loved it. And uh, I watched about 20 seconds of it and hated it. Guys, I think we're being very politically incorrect. The only correct term is the fairer sex. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I know about that show is that Melissa McCarthy was on it. That's all I know. All you need to know. Okay, cool. Do you think you you won the trade or do you think uh, Ethan won the trade? Um, yes, I won. I was the victor because not only did I get to rewatch Gilmore Girls, but then I was introduced to <laughs> Niles and Martin Crane. The Niles and Co. is what I'll, I'll call this this show because Frasier, not it. Yeah, double whammy. <laughs> After you finished your 51 episodes, your obligatory 51 <laughs> episodes, did you well, wait, go did back you, or did you, did, you, did you watch all the ones he recommended first or at some point where you're just like, you know what, I'll get into the show? Yeah, we watched we watched all of those episodes together in order. So we were skipping wow. throughout a season, but we went through all 11. Wait, so you watched them in show order, but it was his 51 favorite episodes. Yes. Was I not clear about front ways? <laughs> was that not you said front, well. You, you said front ways, but I didn't. We didn't realize you were going to be jumping around. That's uh, that's interesting. So, did you ever, or do you think you will ever go back and watch the episodes he did not deem top fifty-one, or are you satisfied with? I've seen the best of the best, and there's no reason to watch the others. No, I think I think after Ethan had introduced me to the show, he went probably to Ohio to visit people, but I. Uh, that's too well, bad. <laughs> well, he was gone. I would sit here. I had free range of the TV. could watch whatever I wanted. And I would scroll for like an hour before realizing it's Niles is what I want. I need more. <laughs> and so I would go back and watch episodes that we hadn't watched. And for the most part, I feel like a lot of my favorites are still within the, the 51 that he had introduced me to. It's okay. just so many episodes. <laughs> yeah such a how did he do you know how he landed on his 51 favorite most people don't really have a top 50 <laughs> but a lot of people have a top 51 yeah <laughs> i wish we would have known this with ethan we could have asked him more about that i would have loved to have to dived into that psyche i much prefer to discuss it behind his back <laughs> is he in the adjacent room with his ear against Probably. the door yeah ethan can you hear me <laughs> no where he's He's pretending okay. not to hear me, but um, uh, my in my memory, what he did, and you can ask him the next time he's on the show. Oh, we will. In my memory, he had uh, gone through, you know, on Paramount Plus, searched through the episodes and, and remembered the ones that were his favorites. Or what I've done for Buffy the Vampire Slayer that are also like 9,000 seasons long. I found, uh, you know, a Vulture article or whatever that ranks every episode in order. Not in order, but they they rank every episode so you know which ones you can skip, basically. Okay. So he oh, started from like an internet produce list and then kind of customized that's, it to his taste. I, you'll have to check with him. I can't... I hope he okay. scrolled by name alone. It was just like, yep, name, yep, name. I remember that one, that one. He, I mean, he does have a very good memory, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was all just new. You say that, but he has lost more wallets than <laughs> anyone I've ever met. <laughs> Put him on blast. (laughs) Uh, And with that, I think we should probably start to talk about this episode. Boo. We open to a Christmas tree space needle. Frazier meets with a French woman named Natalie to land a Seattle tourism ad. When she sees the much more handsome and charismatic Betty, she insists he join the spot. Also, this week, it is Martin's turn to try to eat healthy. So the letters were gold again. You're right on that one. Yeah. Because they always are. So far. And two, is this the first time you ever heard a waiter speak on the show? I was like shocked no, that they actually no. had words. Are you, kidding? are you kidding? That a waiter spoke? The one restaurant where the waiter was telling his people to to go get flowers? No, I met in the I met in the uh, coffee shop. Oh yes, that was I don't coffee shops don't usually have waiters. So yes. That was the first time we saw one speak or that we saw one. Okay. Brad, cool. you you remember this is a comedy podcast, right? Like I don't think I don't think you're picking out the meat and bones for this episode. Well, you know, it's just they they sometimes 
sometimes on the show, like they have all these background characters. Like I've never seen a show with so many background characters where just it's like robots in the background. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like, Brad, did, you like get, did you get a little high holidays before this episode? Not, not even at all. I think that's the problem. Not even a little bit. Um, I, so it was- it was a little jarring, I think. Yes, you get to see this this we'll call him a waiter come out twice offering cookies. Thank you, uh, Ryan, for defending me. You never defend me. Offering cookies that, as far as I can tell, they're not charging for. He's just super jazzed about the homemade cookies he brought into the office. I actually, I actually, because you guys say, "Oh, Brad doesn't do anything." No, I actually did uh, do a little bit of research on that. Highly doubt it. I was curious about that too, and it was common, especially in the Pacific Northwest. A lot of times, coffee shops would have cookies out and stuff like that. So it's not uncommon. What do you, Where did you look? This what up? do you? Uh, in the on the Pacific Northwest Cookie Guide, everyone what? knows that. You mean the coffee guide? Co- the thank you coffee for shop guide. Yeah, sorry, I ruined my own joke. But uh, but continue on. I gosh, I don't want to move on from that, but we we should I, obviously <laughs> it's to set up the fact that Martin's losing weight. But it is jarring, right? Like that's how the episode basically starts. You're like, yeah, what is this kid doing here? Why is he offering cookies for no reason? I'd like to say that how rude of Ronnie to tell Martin he has to lose his bowl full of jelly. Body shaming, right? Well, and this is cle- well, it's not just body shaming; it nearly kills him. Like I think it's two episodes from now, he's about to have a heart attack. Clearly, because he gave up his bowls of jelly and is watching his weight, quote unquote. Well, we've seen how he watches his weight, and he's not exactly that uh, stellar at it. But, but here's here's the question: D- Did she like say he should lose weight because he's got a bowl full of jelly, or did she just refer to him as having a bowl full of jelly? I don't jelly? think it's it's not good either way. Well, I just I couldn't tell. I, I I don't I couldn't do I couldn't mean? remember. No, I she mean, made I, a comment. They made a comment that he actually had a bowl full of jelly. That's what that was yes. referring to. Yeah. But but I'm what I'm asking is I, I can't remember if she was explicitly saying, like, I really want you to lose some weight, or if she was making an offhand comment, kind of joking teasingly about his bowl full of jelly. Yeah. I took it as I should lose weight. That's what I took it as, Curtis, that he was eating a bowl full of jelly. She made a joke. He took it as he needs to lose weight. Yeah, which I I agree with you, Hannah. It doesn't necessarily mean like like it's still maybe body shaming, but it is. I think it's different than her like actually being like, you're too fat for me. Yeah, knowing Ronnie, it's not that. But it is. It's hopefully it's snack shaming. What are you doing? Marty, why do you have a bowl full of jelly as your snack? He's an old man. Let him live. <laughs> at, at least check in some peanut butter. Like, don't. It's a complete waste of time snack. Also, worst case, just eat right out of the jar. Don't get a whole bowl for that. Are you picturing, like, jam and preserves? Why not Yeah, I'm picturing Jell-O. jam. I guess I was picturing jello. Are you British? You don't, call that, you don't call that jelly. Unless you're British. Yeah. yeah. Do you call it pudding when you British eat jelly? British call everything pudding. So there's no, we can't base anything <laughs> right. off of off of that except for cookies they call those biscuits well that's also a pudding from what i understand it's very confusing uh no i'm picturing he had like a bowl full of smuckers and was just eating it with his hands like what what does that mean i think a spoon but it's still crazy that's what i took from it i think we're taking this a little too literally i think that no i think we're not i think that's what he was doing i think ronnie made a joke about his his santa-like belly and fraser is making a a not serious joke that his dad actually i don't think he actually is referring to a thing that happened i think he's making a joke about his dad having a bowl of jelly no no he definitely was eating a bowl of jelly on his shitty chair 100 okay. percent Brad, can you break the tie? No, I, I 100% am on Team Curtis on this one, which is weird because I'm never on Team Curtis. But uh, I'm on I'm on Team Seabags for this one. I don't know why you asked him to break the tie when you were winning, I think. I think it was two against one and you brought in a four. It, it was. I was wondering if you were going to notice that. No, Hannah, Hannah, you didn't think it was actually jello. You thought it was well, jello, I right? Think when when <laughs> Fraser mentioned... Slurping a bowl full of jelly. I was picturing Jello. Whether that was a literal bowl of jelly or just a joke he was making, <laughs> I was still picturing Jello. So I think I had- we had a three-way tie. Sure. Red had to break it. Yeah, and he did a terrible job as always. Can we move on? Yes. Frazier comes home from recording the spot to a fully decorated Christmas condo. Niles and Daphne deliver his son, Freddie, who is a goth now. Everyone else recalls their rebellious youth, except for Niles, the narc. I love the goth look. I can't pull it okay. off because I'm not good at it, but I love the good goth look. Can you, okay, well, time out. This is a gigantic moment for the Upside Down. What the fuck is happening? He has a kid? <laughs> 
I'm sorry. How many episodes are we into this? Thirteen no, or something? No, well, Ryan, this, this is, is the fourteenth episode of the podcast. We this have. Is where- this is where I give you a hard time. I give you a hard time on this one because you watched Cheers. I don't remember him having a kid. Oh, did they have a baby at the end? Yes. Oh. I think they had a baby for like several yes. years at the end yes. of the show. No. <laughs> yes, they did. I'm pretty sure it was like season eight or nine when he had him. You just were terrible at watching Cheers is what we've learned on the show. Well, I didn't know we were going to do uh, 11 seasons of a show after that. I didn't know we were doing a pod. That's just an insane way to live your life. <laughs> okay, well, fine. Say say I should have known that from Cheers. There's been zero mention of it in this show so far. There's been zero. Obviously, right. he's not been on You are it. correct. You are correct. He's a terrible father. You shouldn't be surprised. What? He, okay. moved, he moved cities again, technically yeah. closer to his son. And at no point, I don't think he even so much as mentioned, like... Well, how about the kid doesn't show up to his grandpa's wedding? Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. There, was, there wasn't even a hint that he would be there for did that. Did he not show up or did we just not see him? Well, we he definitely wasn't at the wedding because that happened in a vet's office, obviously. Where else would it happen? I've got new headcanon now, which is that he did come into town and that Frazier is such a bad father that not only did he spend zero time with him, but that he didn't even stay at the house. He was just, he was just put him up in a hotel. Like you stay in that hotel, you, you stay at the, the Days Inn, the Seattle Days Inn, and uh, <laughs> just show up uh, or don't to your grandpa's wedding. I mean, he's clearly still butthurt from this episode. So even if he did make it in town for, for granddad's wedding, you know, Frazier wouldn't acknowledge or give him credit for that. It's still great. Like for the, again, for us in the upside down, this was insane. And then throw on the top, throw on top of that that he's a goth. You're like, man, this is a lot to take in right now. I will say, Ma- uh, Marty had that joke about garlic, and I was cracking my ass off. Uh, that that garlic Are joke you, really got you me. Were cracking your ass off? You, were you cracking your ass off so hard that you made up a phrase? Well, I I have I have my I, Ryan might live in the upside down. I live in the bread side down, where I just make up my own phrases. Cracking my ass off does remind me of a magician who was on a, a cruise ship who said he was trying to tell someone he was bawling, like crying, sobbing, but said he cried his balls off. So that's that's where my mind is right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow i mean cried his balls off is much closer to a real phrase than Crack, what'd you say cracking is cracking your ass off <laughs> <laughs> oh brad you cracked my ass off hey you know what uh, at least i got your name right <laughs> i don't think you've said it once yet but that's okay good weight loss program cracking your ass off should have brought that up last step uh back to this scene like i was like kind of enamored by how much Christmas activity there was. I know it's a Christmas up, but like I didn't would never have guessed the crane apartment to look like that. Obviously neither would Frazier from how he reacts. But like that was a lot to take in. And then you drop a kid on us. It's like what the fuck what is going on? You guys notice the red, white, and blue wreath that's on the outside of the door. So that's so funny. I I did not. And then uh my wife was in watching like just that scene and she's like, why is there a fourth of July wreath? I was like, what are you talking about? I had to go back and uh, I, otherwise I would have never have noticed that. Yeah. So I, I think, and I actually did notice it. I'm pretty sure that the prop people were just like, fuck it. We need something. This is the closest we're going to get. Let's just go with it. Well, we know that there's a 4th of July scene in yeah. a later episode of Cocktails. Do you think they just like commissioned it? Like, like we're going to get this thing for the 4th of July. Let's, we've got this prop now. Let's just, I mean, it doesn't make sense because oh. it's so many episodes later. But I, I think it's even lazier than that. They just went to the closest prop closet. It was like, this will work. This will work. What? This will work. What? There's, as far as I know, no one's ever had a 4th of July wreath. That's not like a thing people have. Well, I I wondered, because you said that, and this is like 2003, uh, I'm wondering if that like post 9-11 era was like big on patriotic Christmas decorations or not. This is 4th of July. Oh, sorry. I see what you're saying. (laughs) I did. That didn't register. Yeah, it's a Christmas episode. And I'm wondering if the, the, whether or not the show intentionally did it. You're telling me I could have had a red, white, and blue Christmas? I'm sure you could. I wasn't patriotic enough for that. Uh, you never are. <laughs> well, guess what's happening next year? I'm going to the wreath store. Well, I I want to... We don't get a lot of uh, time with Daphne in this episode, unlike most. But her line reading... She, she actually talked. She had words and jokes. When she says, he's a goth now. It is 
maybe one of my biggest laughs in the episode. And this is a, a good episode for laughs, frankly. Can we talk about when Daphne's talking about her rebellious era and how she was, you know, shoplifting and could carry a, a turkey between her knees? Every time I watch this episode, which has been so many times because I love this episode, I cannot stand the way that <laughs> Niles says Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. With the emphasis on thanks. Who, who does that? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Nobody. I actually, we, we breezed past it before, but I hate the way Fraser says Seattle when talking to the French lady. It's just a crane thing. They're just trying to annoy us. What did he say for Seattle? <laughs> he says it the way you would say it. Just, Seattle. <laughs> that is annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Niles, I think Niles is just like one of those people who wants to put the Christ back in Christmas. He's putting the things back in, in Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's not a bad that's not a bad movement. People could use that right now. <laughs> or the giving. I mean, if you want to emphasize either word, I think it'd be great. Yeah, well, yeah, normal people say Thanksgiving with the with the giving the emphasis, no? As opposed to Thanksgiving. Exactly. I don't emphasize either one. I emphasize the food. You call it turkey day. I do call it turkey day. Oh well now I'm gonna call it Thanksgiving. Quick reminder to all of our fans, if you wish to discuss this show on Reddit, go to r slash turkey. <laughs> Tell us how you would say Thanksgiving. I don't, nobody says Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I know, every, every time. <laughs> she still, she won't let it go. I, 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 I'm with you. I mean, I'm going to start doing it now just to be annoying, but I, you're right. I mean, you're dead on. The cranes are annoying. That's, that's what everyone needs to know about this There's show. There's one thing we've learned. Well, now this is now, now. I am curious. Do you think that that is how David Hyde Pierce says it, or do you think that was an acting choice? I'm not sure I can uh, give my opinion without discussing an earlier episode that you guys haven't seen yet. So, oh, yeah. no, thank you. Then, all right, we'll see you in that episode. So, Niles has never had a rebellious streak, right? But from as far as I know, this episode turns him because from this episode on, he's terrible. He's keeping things from his <laughs> wife. He's eating fast food. He breaks into an old lady's apartment. The big three. Yeah. I mean, as we, we've established, he's a badass. He's a bad boy. Niles Crane. And, well, and as far as the upside down is concerned, it's because he had one imitation pot brownie. It's that placebo effect really, really got him. Yeah. Yeah, it had a multi-day effect. I loved Niles' line about the, uh, the dating outside of the faith for the goths. I oh, that was that's great. a great line. It is a that's great a line. very good line. That yes. is a solid laugh. We get our first title card. High holidays. Frazier denies a pregnant woman a seat so he can hit on Natalie. Roz delivers Niles a pot brownie so he can rebel. Better late than never. Everyone has an excuse to leave the scene except Marty, whose willpower collapses. He eats the brownie and replaces it with a store-bought one. The the scene opens with Frazier giving a whole spiel about how you know, this this pregnant couple is Jesus-like or Mary-like and then immediately says, go away, I'm not giving you my chair. And it's the second time in this episode he denied somebody who needed a chair a chair. What a chair hog. For a woman for a woman that was clearly out of his league. Why are you surprised? This is this matches everything we've seen of Fraser so far. <laughs> I'm not oh, this is not surprise. I'm just I, I felt it necessary to point out <laughs> that Frasier is a monster. Offering a chair to a pregnant lady and then telling her she can't sit there is the most Frasier thing we've seen so far. Totally. Right up there with tossing a baby aside. And when Natalie does show up, it totally sets up later how she ultimately is going to reject him because she accepts the date, but you can see on her face, she's like, how do I get out of this? <laughs> like, I don't want to, I can't say no to this man, but I really don't want to go on a date with him. <laughs> Roz has to win an award for just making the most, the actress has to make the most amount of money for doing very little work in some of these episodes. She did nothing in this episode and probably got a really good payday. So good for her. You, you mean other than be the catalyst for the whole episode? Yeah, but like she had four lines, right? In the whole episode, maybe five. This is what she does. She shows up at the coffee shop we go. with a, a key prop to drive the story forward. That's her role. There's a lot of jobs that Roz could have. Like, she's clearly a master of logistics. Anything Fraser needs anywhere, apparently that extends to Niles. She gets it done. 
She delivers. Up to and including a clown uniform. (laughs) Correct. She was in the hospital. She she was the perfect hookup, though. No one else could have walked through that door with the same satisfaction it gave me to see Roz walk in. It was perfect. Totally. And the way she, 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 like, like, Niles is Mr. Paranoia. He's, like, absolutely, he's, like, terrified that he has this thing that is illicit. He's also, like, trying to be cool. And being as dorky as humanly possible. And Roz is just like, it's a pop brownie. Relax. Like, nobody cares. And gooey ganja in its purest form. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see an episode where Niles is delivering drugs for some reason. That would be great. I think before before the pop brownie stuff, Frazier's unwillingness to say that he's never heard of a restaurant is... Very strange to me. Like, I don't think it's a problem at all in conversation. Be like, yeah, I've never heard of that restaurant you just mentioned. I, I was going to say, I think Frazier was just horny and wanted to hear her accent again. Yeah. Well, well he that's, knew the oh, restaurant. I see. Okay. Yeah. Did you not get the joke, Ryan? Well, no, I did get that. But I he he really like covers up the fact that he doesn't know this restaurant, I thought. Apparently. Apparently, he was just trying to get her to talk. I don't know. Now I want to know how many times you've asked people clarifying information and then just said, no, I just like to hear you talk. (laughs) I just brought up that point so I could hear all of you talk. It's not that I don't understand what you said. I just really want to hear you say it again. I mean, I would would do that. Something I never want to hear again is Niall saying the yummy little stocking stuffer about the French woman. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. That was disgusting. We get a few moments, like like Niles, for for the kind of sheepish nerd that he can be, he also is a real creep sometimes. He did, uh, within the same conversation, he did throw in ghoul friend, which was chef's kiss. It was perfect. Oh my God. I didn't even, I didn't even like connect that that's kind of a pun on girlfriend. Oh, that is I good. just. I just, like until you said it, I didn't catch it. Like I just, I just loved the joke of like, he's just calling that girl a ghoul. Like that was <laughs> that was funny enough for me. I was very impressed. Actually, I was like, oh, the writers did a good job of doing something that probably no one's gonna get. <laughs> well, count me among no one. Yeah, I want to commend Marty for how he ate that. But like the way he tries to fight off eating the brownie and then succumbs to it and then devours it. Like every facial expression he makes is how I feel when I'm eating a brownie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say the, the time to consume brownie wasn't impressive. I thought that's what you were saying, but yes, the, uh, the attempted restraint and then the unsuccessful restraint Certainly. And I feel like a, a less secure actor might have like insisted on like actually swallowing before going to the counter and, and asking to replace it. <laughs> but he just is like brownie mouth, barely able to talk. <laughs> and it's just like, I need a brownie. He doesn't know how much time he has. Well, I know, but I just like, I, I get why the character does that. But I just love that the actor had no like sense of, I, I, I don't want to sound, I don't want to spit brownie in this man's face <laughs> when I ask for a brownie. <laughs> Fearless. And similarly, though, when Niles uh, thinks he's got a pot brownie and runs into a police, quite mm. quite the way he makes the exit of the coffee shop. They would have stopped him, though, right? If you were bent over like that, being a crazy person, probably. If if he, they made eye contact with him and he started hyperventilating, something's up there, no? Seattle's famous for, for strange folk, though. I'm sure they get that all the time. I mean, he's a white man in a suit, so I, I understand why the cops chose not to pursue it, but you're right. I just think the cops really wanted their coffee and they weren't paying attention to this weird white dude. They were just like, okay, coffee time. Well, if they would have heard the yummy stocking stuffer line, they would have definitely stopped them. But yeah. <laughs> For sure. A lot of time in the coffee shop in this episode, guys. A lot, a of, real t- a lot, lot of time. time. True. Yeah. Oh, the drug deal had to go down. A talking daddy using Frazier's voice stars in the final cut of the tourism ad. Freddie fights with Frazier over his plans to spend all night with his lady friend. Niles and Marty trade recipes for the munchies. R.I.P. Martin's diet. (laughs) Really funny scene. Really funny scene. My question is, is this the only time that we see their TV? Oh, Oh. interesting. I think in the Upside Down it is. I mean, we definitely didn't see the 18 hours of child labor. Or child labor. Whoops. (laughs) 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 Of, Of... Regular labor. Do you think that's why Freddie's rebelling? Because of <laughs> the work that he usually has to do when, when he comes to town with Frazier? 
He's like, I don't want to spend one minute in this apartment. I know he's just going to put me to work. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, the dog, the dog's a star. That's clear. There's no way that the Frasier would have done a better uh, spot. Uh, another favorite part of this episode is when uh, Andy, the friend, is there and says of the commercial that's goth and Fraser is so upset and says it is not goth <laughs> <laughs> totally Niles plan to uh, rebel and to and indulge in the munchies with a crazy combination is a Chilean sea bass with an aggressive Zinfandel yes. I loved that what is an aggressive Zinfandel I've had lots of Zinfandels none of them I've ever been like that's aggressive I went to the store to see if I could find any. They only had meager Zinfandels on this. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a Zinfandel when you, when you open it, it hisses at you, I assume. I, uh, I, Niles gives really great advice. If you're going to get uh, crispy, as he calls it, uh, have a tag where you can just <laughs> hand the, the cab driver your address. Brilliant idea. That's probably the smartest thing Niles has come up with on the whole show so far. This was part of a string of drug lingo that that Niles was using throughout the episode, which I did take note of because so far he's referred to cannabis as uh, reefer, ganja, and then I guess at some point Mary Jane, and then talks mm-hmm. about being toasted, baked, crispy, and burnt. <laughs> I don't, is crispy an actual phrase? I've never heard that until this show. I'm going crispy, yo. That yeah, didn't, didn't clarify anything. Didn't clear it up one bit. I figured you guys would understand that the answer is no, because if I don't make it look cool, then it's not cool. Can you try the other six phrases for us? You choose one, and then I'll say it. Which one would you Which, like me to say? Mary Jane, please. Yeah, I gotta smoke that, Mary Jane. See, I sounded cool. Mm. <laughs> you sounded like a narc. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it took a second watch, but when Marty uh, comes in the door and he completely misses his keys on the little catch-all table, <laughs> yes, dead on. Perfect impersonation. Before he even get, opens the door, hearing him crack up in the hallway is my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> it's tremendous. It's I mean, You get a, a real nice just total scene, but like this stretch where he, you hear him laughing all the way to following them into the kitchen is pretty solid. Lots of good stuff from, from both of them. I'll defer to those of you who are more experienced than I, but I have no idea if this is an accurate portrayal of a high person. I don't care. It's hilarious. And I want every part of it to be real. So, so I'm someone who has a little bit of experience in that. And I would say it is a little cartoony. The the way he laughs is pretty cartoony. So, yeah, but some of the aspects are pretty realistic. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I'm in that state and, a, and I see a talking animal, it freaks me out. So Now, have you <laughs> ever thought you want to be a giant for a day and that they should let you do that? I have never thought that. I've thought to myself, I'm never going to move again. But that's the, about it. I mean, the line of thinking, I, I could see that. Yeah, I, it's, it, not, it's a it's bit not of a stretch, so far, but especially... Yeah. Especially if you didn't know you were getting high. I could see that, maybe. Yeah, Barbecue, would... barbecue pudding chips is an absolute thing I would have tried. Well, I think this is as good a time as any to bring it up. I bought a bag of barbecue potato chips, and I bought a snack pack. So Thank you. Do it! I thought... And you... Well, wait. Curtis, Curtis, how much ganja did you smoke? I have had uh, an aggressive Zinfandel. <laughs> <laughs> when he said it, I thought, that doesn't sound terrible. Like, it doesn't necessarily sound good like i get why they thought it'd be a gross combination but it kind of said like barbecue chips are- i wouldn't do barbecue i would do like a lays classic with some chocolate pudding well i feel like barbecue's got a sweetness to it that might make it work are you putting the chips into the pudding or the pudding in with the chips whoa <laughs> the deep questions it's a great question we're gonna see i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna follow marty's plan i'm gonna follow marty's plan i'm gonna dip and then if it's that good, then I'll pour. But let's 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 give this a try. No, no, if it's bad, if it's bad, you should pour. I'll try the other way. All right. We got a good glaba. Uh, you would call it jelly. I'm calling it pudding. <laughs> and, uh, here we go. So uh, I hope I really hope this uh, picks up on the mic. I don't. Mm, OK. All right. OK. I see what you're doing. Marty. Marty, you slice on a bitch. This is really good. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I gotta tell you, and I'm not just saying this for the the joke. Uh, it's better than a woman. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh no so you know what chocolate pudding tastes like this is regular store about chocolate pudding yeah we know what chocolate pudding tastes like the barbecue chip hat like i said it's got a sweetness to it because barbecue it's it's definitely got a lot of sugar in it it's a very sweet kind of savory sauce it's got that that saltiness of a chip totally so you get that salty sweet thing which is always good what barbecue brand are you rocking here yeah so i've got uh lays regular b- barbecue flavor chips i didn't get any it's just regular chips. okay good it's not fancy nothing fancy no no no. and the snack pack is just whatever whatever brand snack pack is just regular pudding snack pack is the brand i'm not saying i'm gonna make this a thing i'm not gonna like do this regularly but i am happy with this choice to indulge in this today you're absolutely gonna do- make this a regular thing all right well next episode oh, so between this and next episode get high and then tell us if it was a better experience all right well we'll see if that happens i think to get on kurt's level um i'm going to put my pants in the fridge and <laughs> oh, see how, yes. that, how that turns out no, we can, we can, i think we got to get back to the scene because there's some important stuff here just a little bit how about daddy just gloating at fraser he's like i was in your ad and i'm just gonna gloat gonna be in your way i'm not gonna move out of your way i know you're not a big fan of daddy but i am and i was really proud of him i thought he he had a great job of just kind of rubbing it in fraser's face now nah, fuck daddy the upside down hates him yeah it's funny because you very often do not defend fraser but in this instance you kind of are fraser's totally in the right well that's a lot for you bud I think it's the first time I've ever said that. Exactly. Well, guys, more importantly, powder room alert. Drop the power room. This is, I think, the second time we've seen Fraser get in the to the powder room. Last time, no, maybe the first time he was handcuffed outside of it. Yeah, I don't I think, think that counts. Um, yeah, it is his apartment. Fair. Ryan, from the get-go, you have been absolutely ecstatic every time the powder room has a, a, a part to play in an episode. Why is that? Have you... Why am, <laughs> well, I, why am I ecstatic or why are they so focused on powder rooms? Why are you so focused Who? on powder rooms? <laughs> I'm not focused on them. They're focused on it. It's it's shocking how many times this shows up. None of the other rooms in the in the apartment ever come up except for the powder room with a regularity uh, that it does. It is true. Uh, and I think they're, I think maybe it's just in part because they don't say, I'm going to go to the bathroom. They're always, they always say, we're going to go to the powder room. Like, that it's always true. mentioned, it's always referred to as a powder room. It's just a little strange. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, is this the most consequential and worthwhile powder room we've gotten? There's been, some, there's, so. there's been some important ones. Uh, this is pretty high up there. The, the setup and payoff of Martin thinking that daddy can talk and then thinking daddy is talking to him just the best oh you know what this is not the first time fraser's been in the powder room the last time he was in he almost killed his dad correct you're right oh right so so consequential i don't know (laughs) (laughs) he didn't die it's fine I was a little surprised Frazier would be willing to like talk while he was in the powder room. He seemed like a guy to me that would not want to speak when he was in there. That's true. This is one of those sitcom things where not only does he talk through the powder room yeah. uh, and, and he's talking to a dog, but he seemingly pauses his, his like, like he's been just sitting in, he's been sitting on that toilet just waiting. And then apparently after like, I don't know, several minutes, He's like, you know who I need to yell at? At Daddy. I need to I need to give him a hard time. I'm sorry, are you guys saying Daddy with a D? Sorry, we, we did not explain this to you in, in the first episode of our show. I realize now I'm talking about the last episode of the show. I think that's the first episode of Frasier. I think that's canon now. When Niles and Daphne are in the vet's office and they're delivering the baby, they're, they're there to get the ring out of Eddie who ate the ring. And the doctor takes Eddie behind a back room, comes back with a ring, but does not explain how he did it. We never see Eddie again for the rest of the episode of the series. So we determined that he murdered Eddie to get the ring out. Um, so so now we refer to him as Daddy. I don't think it was murder. I think it was complications due to surgery, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, now I have to leave that whole explanation in. Okay. I think that was worth it. Stop eating chips so loud on the mic. It is, I, I'm not going to lie. They're just sitting here now. Like I've got an almost full thing of pudding and an almost full thing of chips. And it's just taunting me like Eddie does to Martin. Pour the You're pudding disgusting. into the chips. That's the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do that yet? 
I'm gonna you be said, honest you with said you. You would. You said you would. <laughs> be honest with you. I'm very much a a man who has a Thanksgiving dinner with separate food. I don't mix the food together. I'm not a big fan of that. Thanksgiving. So, but today's a special day. <laughs> So I, I did love fake high Niles next to real high Marty. I thought they, they did play really nice together. They the did. Whole way. Totally. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Marty's face is a little too crazy while he's watching a dog. I maybe I don't, Brad, maybe clarify when he sees daddy talking on the TV. Is that, did you feel like that face was out of line? A little it, too crazy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like kind of like we said earlier, everything they took like two or three steps too far. Well, fake, fake Niles taking steps too far. makes sense. Like that's yeah, hundred percent. I meant with uh, with Marty. Marty, yeah, they just took yeah. everything a little too far. It's like, okay, I can get that, but like, eh, you you took it a step too far. Did you did so as somebody who didn't really, I, I didn't know whether it was completely like unrealistic yeah. or not, but um, like I just so enjoyed the performance of of Marty being high and having fun that I didn't care. Did it make it less funny or, or less watchable for you that you're like, eh, it takes me out of it that it's not realistic uh not for me because i just felt like the whole scene was so funny so i was until i thought about it it wasn't like a big deal because it's just a funny scene so the humor makes up for it great i think i think marty is actually probably the least funny part of the scene though i think fraser fraser and the dog going at it and everything niles is doing is great i just wanted to rewind for a minute to the moment when Niles said, need to up my dosage, and then takes the yeah. tiniest <laughs> of brownie. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. It's this is the smallest piece. And he, he'd only eaten maybe, what, three quarters of that brownie? Not even. Or sorry, sorry, one quarter. He'd only eaten maybe one quarter of that brownie. I think if he was taking pinches the whole time, there, most of that brownie is still there. Yeah. To me, some of the joke of that is is lost because like, from everything I've heard about like pot brownies, like especially the ones you'd get at like a dispensary, they're so powerful today that like literally um, that's how they're eaten, I think. I think you only take a quarter of a small brownie. You don't eat like the whole thing. Correct. I've actually, spoiler alert, never had a brownie, uh, never had a wheat brownie. But anytime you do get an edible, you usually you usually have to break up. You never eat the full thing, to your point. You don't eat a, no, wait, you don't, you don't eat a pinch of it. Get out of here. I've done a cookie. There's no way you're taking like a small little no, chunk of it. No, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Fair you're, taking, you're taking more than, than that, 100%. But yeah, but you are not eat, usually eating the whole thing for the most part. Like if uh, Marty being blasted isn't particularly crazy, but taking those little bits, you would be like, nothing's happening to me. Correct. Yes. A narrow-minded Fraser cannot see the efficacy of fridge pants, but he can see that Marty is baked, not Niles. When a depressed Freddy comes home early after having lost the girl, Fraser commiserates with him. Apparently, it's genetic. Um, I don't know what this means. I wrote, "Why not put elastic in them?" The pants. Does that mean anything to anyone? Yeah, the pants. Martin was coming out of the kitchen talking about elastic, like, sweatpants because people ate so much, their pants would get tight. And then one day, somebody thought, why not put elastic in it? That was the the complete thought. Oh, that was a quote. Yes. Oh, okay. That's the history of elastic pants. I got it. Martin Martin was preaching the, the history of... Elastic pants. Martin was just showing how old he is. I did. I had a deep respect for fridge pants, though. I think I would try that not high. <laughs> is that a Christmas thing, though, or more of a summer thing? Listen, man, if you're hot, you're hot. Fair enough. Now, do we think that he was going to put the, the chilled pants back on, or was he just storing them there to keep them fresh? We don't have to speculate, because he gave a detailed answer about why he did it. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me see the notes I wrote here. Uh, fridge pants. Great. As you cleared it up. As someone who runs hot, he was wearing those fridge pants. <laughs> I, oh, I, I agree. I think he was wearing the fridge pants. He was cooling down the waistline. I really enjoyed the way that Fraser said, you're stoned off your ass. <laughs> it was so wonderful. I love it. That's my second. So Martin laughing in the hallway is the the top, uh, my favorite moment of the episode. My second favorite moment is Fraser. Shouting at him, you're stoned off your ass. Fraser got a couple good moments in this episode. A lot, a lot of strong reactions. Very shortly after stoned off your ass, he says to Niles, you're as sober as I am. <laughs> which I also like. <laughs> Sometimes he's got to lay down the law. This is the first time we've ever seen it, but you know, 
his kids in town. He's got to set an example. Well, if we're talking about biggest laughs, I got to say for me, when uh, they realize he's high, he's going to go lie down and he's like, come on in, Eddie. And uh, Frazier just says, unrelated to that, I'm going to come in in a few moments and check on you. And he still thinks the dog is talking to him in Frazier's voice. And he says, suit yourself, Eddie. <laughs> that was maybe my biggest laugh of this season so far. I mean, it's it's not better than Frazier dancing on a stage in uh diaper but yeah it is it was really funny i really hope that hannah that wasn't on the 50 the list of 51 episodes and you're just like what the one with horny metcalf in it yes. yeah no i know that would have been insane if that one didn't make top 51 <laughs> i forgot that you coined horny, horny metcalf. metcalf i apologize <laughs> did i get credit for that i believe uh, you, you did, did. You yeah did. you did i you am did. so flattered <laughs> I mean, it's a good name. It's, that's what we're here that for. It takes me a while to remember what her actual first name is because it just it just rolls off the tongue so easily. Yeah, what do you mean? It's it's clearly horny. She's going to be on the street <laughs> and you're going to go, oh my God, I just have to say, I'm such a fan, Horny. Horny, you are my <laughs> favorite uh, actress. From Roseanne. I hope you yell Horny from across the street at her. <laughs> I don't think we've got a rabbit enough fan base yet, but um, I'm just going to put it out there. If you see see Lori Metcalf on the street yell horny at her let's get this I don't, going I do not endorse this <laughs> frankly neither do I uh, I like when Fraser says that he feels like Freddie's drifting apart it's like man Fraser, I wonder why you're so close to your son yeah you moved ha- uh, halfway around the world practically from him and you see him like so far very rarely uh-huh. and you're mad that he doesn't stick around but you're not very nice when he is around it was interesting though the way he refers to like him him being a teenager now and like them falling apart like i wondered is there just a lot of phone calls we don't see on the show like is he actually paying any attention to this kid because i really don't think so there's rarely any phone calls on the show so obviously we wouldn't watch a lot of them but his his job his literal job is taking phone calls and we've seen like three in fourteen episodes. Maybe that's that's the only way Frederick can talk to him is if he calls into the show. <laughs> it'd be a, it'd be a great episode for his radio show. Well, and given how often he hangs up on his callers, I I wouldn't be surprised if Freddie's pissed. <laughs> yeah, so I I'm expecting that in season five. Freddie calls in, gets the cold shoulder, and then now he's a goth. And by the way, that's quite the incubation period for goth because he was. If it was five <laughs> years ago, he was like, what, seven? No, he's, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> love, love how proud Niles is of getting his father baked. Yes. It's a great line. Got our cop dad high. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Would you guys be proud of getting your dad baked on accident? I think if he was a former police officer, I would be. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's a pretty big fact as well, too. Well, okay. Have you ever gotten your dad accidentally high? No. So you don't think you'd be proud today? What? You don't think you'd be proud if you got him high? Because he, because he's spoiler alert, he's not a former police officer. He is not. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I guess I, I don't know. I'd be like, cool, you're high. But if he was a cop, I'd be like, that's awesome. Cool, you're high. Well, Fraser plays us out to eight pizzas being delivered to still stoned as fuck Marty. I bet you those pizzas were good. Yeah, okay, but this, this is where uh, too much. Too much, Marty. Yeah, I don't I care mean, how stoned you are. You're not getting eight pizzas for sure. When when I do get stoned, I'm so like I get nervous about money. I was like, oh my god, I'm spending too much money. I'm not gonna have any money left over. And when you're not high, are you calm as fuck about money? Absolutely not. But that's a different <laughs> story for a different day. Did you guys notice that the pizza brand was called Hot Box? No, oh, that's it's good. Two in that's one last great. reference. So much better. At, uh, that's uh, amazing. That I am. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was your other job to just notice things. <laughs> yeah. You were like, I'm going to be the guy who just like points out little details. Hey, at least I'm the guy that points out all the cool callers that call, like Hillary Duff. Well, it's easy when they do one a season. Oh, there's a bunch coming. The only thing you pointed out today is that an extra got to make a, to, to say a line. Excuse that me. was your big exciting reveal. Uh, that extra, we said, that might have, we said that two might have, lines. That might have, yeah, thank you. That might have changed that extra's life. It didn't. Spoiler alert, yeah, did not. Yeah. Probably got him a SAG card speaking on screen. Yeah, true. <laughs> Hannah, I, uh, you know, you're our guest. I want to, I want to know. Did you think this was a good episode? I love this episode. I, I, so the answer is yes. Um, I think it's a fantastic Marty episode. It's not my favorite Niles episode. Your guy? 
I thought Niles was your guy. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And I can't forgive it. So, (laughs) and the whatever gross thing you said about the yummy little stocking stuffer, no, I can't have that. (laughs) But um, the, (laughs) I think overall, it's absolutely one of my favorites. Sometimes related to Christmas, if I'm just like having a great day or the opposite if i'm not having a great day and i need something to pick me up this is this is one of my go-to episodes wow if you're not having a great day bridge pants (laughs) bridge pants brad what about you yeah um i know the last couple episodes we've watched hasn't been so stellar so for this one this one just really hit for me i thought it was funny i thought it was great i'm gonna go pretty high on this one and go solid B plus. Wow. I actually think that's low, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I might as well share my thoughts. Uh, This is a great Marty and Niles up. Uh, Probably the biggest up Eddie's ever gotten. While Roz and Daphne get very little to do, I think their moments are stellar. Uh, And Frasier is getting dunked on repeatedly in this episode. This is the best episode we've seen. Wow. What? (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, I'm not willing to say that. Yeah, I'm not. This definitely doesn't beat the Horny Metcalf episode. You've I lost agree. Your mind on the road. I yeah. respect that opinion. I just don't agree. I, I think the thing is, like, that has an amazing ending. I think beginning to end, this episode is funny as fuck and just delightful. But Ryan, tell me, tell me your thoughts. Well, Curtis, you're right that there is less misses in this episode. But uh, the biggest problem to me with this episode is that a lot of your humor is coming from the two worst characters on the show, that's uh. Marty and Daddy, who I do not like <laughs> either one of them so far. And I, I don't see any reason why I would. This is the most we've had uh, Marty do anything. And he's funny, but because I don't already like him, I gave him no respect for it. And to be, to be clear, do you actively dislike him or do you have seen so little of him that you just don't have an opinion of him? He, he's easily the worst part of the show. I actively don't like his scenes. Mm. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if it changes, but... I, I don't get why I would. My mouth is agape right now. I am shocked. Well, listen, some of us have to watch all the episodes. We can't just jump ahead to the, the 51 <laughs> best. <laughs> I'm sure he has a great couple episodes, but uh, so far right. we've yet to see it. Uh, hopefully, if you guys have me I, back, we're, we're going to have this conversation again. Uh, yeah, I hope I'm, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't wait for him to show me why I should like him, but we've yet to see it. For the most part, he's just been a passive parent and his significant other's way cooler than him. This was his best episode, but again, because the humor revolves around him, it's it's going to get a ding. It's still, it's such a good Niles episode. It's uh, one of the few times I've enjoyed Frasier as the character. Uh, Roz is, is great on limited minutes. Daphne's great on limited minutes. Uh, the, the overall episode flows really nice. Uh, it's getting a nice 8.7. It's obviously not tops. You're out of your mind, Curtis, but it's pretty good. I think that's fair, right? Thank you, buddy. Now for a new segment. We are going to share our most rebellious teenage apps so that we can be judged as a Niles or a Freddy. We're calling it Goth or Goody Two-Shoes. So uh, we're going to go around. Each of you is going to share uh, a short anecdote or whatever you want to share, really, about uh, your rebellious period in life. And uh, then the rest of us are going to uh, vote on whether you are a Niles, for clarity, that is the loser, or a Freddy, and that would be a winner. Who wants to go first? Uh, I, I can go first. Great. I didn't think I had any rebellious acts, so I had to like think about it. Uh, I generally think I'm probably closer to a Niles, but I then did also remember that I I did used to go to my buddy's treehouse, and I was introduced to the the crispy ganja through a hookah in his whoa. Yeah, in his treehouse on a couch. It was very cool, actually. Looking back, in that high sounds school. really cool. <laughs> The rest of my high school experience was not nearly this cool, but it, that was, I would like to do that now. Yeah. I just want to say that's goth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucking goth. I, th- I think it is goth for Ryan. That is so goth. That was goth. Thank you guys. Thank you. To be frank, I'm also very worried about being two Niles. I kept trying to think of what would be a good one. And, th- and to be clear to the audience listening at home, this is my idea. Um, but I still, it is an insane thing you proposed. (laughs) I kept thinking like, what, what about that? It's like, no, that was an example of me like running away from danger. Like I was such an, such an else. 
so my family used to take these long two week vacations in the car road trips. And by the time I was 15, I want to say, uh, it was getting kind of annoying because I was very tall and my brothers were all much bigger and we were like crowded in this van for weeks. And it was for the listeners at home. You are lanky. I'm lanky. Yeah. You're an awkward motherfucker. So at that age, I was just like, I don't really want to do this anymore. So I, I lobbied and fought with my parents to be allowed to stay home while they went on the vacation. And me, me and my older, so Kenny and I both wound up uh, fighting for and, and getting to stay home uh, while Ethan and, and, and them went on the trip. Okay, so now that you've set up your story, what was the rebellious thing you did? <laughs> well, I've, I've left out key details that make this even worse. Like, this was a trip to New Orleans, for instance. Oh, what? I know. Why did you not want to go to New Orleans? Did you and Crazy Kenny throw a rager? If by rager, you mean we recently got cable and watched a lot of Comedy Central, then yes, we threw a rager. I assume you watched an insane amount of Frasier. I don't think they were airing it on Comedy Central, but we would have. <laughs> I, do we have to vote on this? <laughs> <laughs> I accept it. I'm a Niles. I was going to say, to anyone, would, would anyone call that goth? It's not goth. <laughs> Too much about goody two-shoes. Hannah, can you beat it? Are you goth? I want to hear your story. Yeah, can you beat not going to New Orleans? I think so. When Curtis messaged me to give me a heads up to pre- mentally prepare for this question, I said to Ethan, I'm asking my mom for help figuring out what my rebellious act was. <laughs> and he said, this is already not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Very good start. I think you should have just uh, texted her, I hate you, to like kind of cram for the test. Never. Oh, yeah. Just get a last second rebellion. I really hope that the text was like, Mommy, did I ever rebel? (laughs) Dearest mother. She said, what did you think it was? Did I know about it? As though I kept things from her, which is incorrect. I think she said that with hope. Like, is there anything I didn't know about? She she did remind me of uh, the story that I'm going to tell you. And then eventually said, I asked dad about your teenage rebellion. And he said... I don't know. She's been a great girl. So that should set this up well. I have to go back to second grade to uh, talk about my rebellion. Oh, early. Interesting. What happened? My mom got a call from the principal who was laughing hysterically to tell her what I had done. (laughs) Um, Bent a fork. That's that's my my rebellious act. I I bent a fork. Someone, I was at lunch... A friend showed me how strong he was by bending what I'm sure was just just an aluminum <laughs> fork that I discovered I could also, I was also that strong, I could bend the fork. Did they provide the fork at lunch? I think I always brought my own lunch. I don't remember silverware. This was this was a school lunch where uh, we had to pay like a dollar twenty five for for lunch at the cafeteria. They gave us weapons, they gave and you there weapons? was a, a girl whose mom worked in the cafeteria. I, is lunch lady uh, frowned upon? Is it okay to say lunch lady? They prefer to be referred to as the fairer lunch servers. <laughs> So this girl came up to us and said, like, you're destroying my mother's good silverware. Whoa, what? But I thought, why was her good silverware at the school? Is she bringing her own materials? That doesn't sound I right. I mean, pay your teachers, and then they won't have to bring in their good silverware. I wouldn't even bring in my bad silverware. That seems crazy. Hey, you gotta serve kids, and you gotta bring us the utensils? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that was that was the situation... I thought my my permanent record was going to be marred for life, but I made it out okay. You, you felt really bad about what you'd done. You were in second grade, and you had to have a conversation with your mother to remember this terrible act. Well, clearly it's a traumatic incident. That is a goody two-shoes if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I mean, I think in general you're a goody two-shoes, but that's goth as fuck. What you, you, bent a, you bent a weapon. You bent someone's fine silverware. <laughs> that she brought to work. Brad, I, I think you're going to have to break the tie here. Is she goth or goody two-shoes? I think she's a goody two-shoes. Sorry. Could I not be a, a goody goth shoes? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely not if you ask questions like that. Too much about goody two-shoes. Brad, uh, 
What is your story? Me and my friends, we broke someone's pool table. Like, what do you mean you broke somebody's pool table? This super rich girl had a party. This one girl decided to dance. So we all got on the pool table and danced. And then the pool table broke. And so we tried to hide it. And that did not work out well. What do you mean you tried to hide it? <laughs> that I need there, to know more about. There was what a closet. There was a closet. And we might have been picking up pieces and just putting them in the you closet. You put the pool table piece. <laughs> It was not a smart move, mostly because I don't even think one piece opened in the closet. And then her older sister came down screaming at us. And of course, we were like 17 years old. So our first reaction was just to run out of the house as fast as possible. What did you think was going to happen? I have no idea. Like the next day, the parents wake up, they're like, oh, I guess the pool table is just gone. Yeah, we, we just we just started running. I mean, just for the way in which that sounds like something that would happen in a sitcom, like you're a total Freddy. Like that. <laughs> breaking. Deciding that you can get away f- uh, with breaking a pool table by hiding in a closet, that's goth as fuck. I don't think that was goth. It wasn't goody two-shoes. Hiding a pool table It wasn't goody two-shoes, but it was not goth. It definitely wasn't goody two-shoes. Yeah, I said it wasn't goody two-shoes. I, so what, what's the Curtis? What's the in between of Goody Two Shoes and Goth? Uh, apparently, Brad. That is so. Uh, that was Goth. <laughs> Too much about Goody Two Shoes. Well, Ryan, why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode? It's season eleven, episode ten, CBGBs. Yeah, Curtis, the entire gang is out to sea, except Daphne, of course. We would hate to have her in too many scenes. Fraser is very brave and definitely not afraid of water. Niles very much is. He has that thalassophobia. Fraser proceeds to attempt to prove that he does not. Roz and Marty are like two old sailors getting along just fine on this fishing excursion. Fraser booked. Why did he book it? Because it's that awkward time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Ronnie is nowhere to be found. Well, that will do it for us. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. And as for you, the listener, we don't want you engaging with us in this show. Don't email us your thoughts at reversepsychpod at gmail.com. Don't go telling your friends and don't share it on social media. Whatever you do, do not subscribe. Don't rate. Don't review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this thing. For myself, for Ryan, Brad, and Hannah, happy Christmas in July, y'all. Do you want to do a take where you're not doing a bad Boston accent? Were you the only one that, was I the only one that, well, you know what, I'll wait. I don't want to jump ahead. Keep going. That was the worst question anyone's ever attempted to ask. Excuse me. Jesus. Bless you. No, don't, don't bless him, please. (laughs)